0: Welcome everybody to the Friday Night Flight, and we got a big one for you tonight. We're going to be previewing the Bengals and the Jets, and we're going to be talking about some betting that we're going to introduce a whole brand new segment. We're going to talk a little bit about the Mike White legacy that exists between these two teams and a little bit about the magic that happened last Sunday, all coming up on Friday Night Flight. Welcome to the Friday Night Flight, and as I mentioned, this game between the Bengals and the Jets, it's got a little bit of history, right? Here we are, Jets fans, returning to the scene of the crime, the great Mike White heist. Who can forget the magic that happened here? Almost exactly a year ago, a a relatively unknown backup quarterback took over for an injured Zach Wilson, and he had the game of his life. We all remember that hysteria. And man, this stuff happens to the Bengals quite a bit. I could go through the whole history, but one thing you got to know is who can remember Derrick Anderson's five touchdowns in the Ohio shootout in 2007 when he was playing for Cleveland. Derrick Anderson never relived that glory. Neither did Mike. Everyone, myself included, thought we finally found our guy in Mike effing white. The dude got a nickname for crying out loud. And after one game, we started carving the bust in Canton. But in less than a drive, literally in the following game, we were reminded why we can't have nice things. And Mike faded back into the roster of scarcity. And the fact that the Bengals went on to make the Super Bowl makes that even more of a bizarre afternoon. It's one of those games, those moments you'll never replicate. And I don't think Mike White could throw 400 yards and four touchdowns even if they were counting warm-ups. And it's not a knock on Mike. He's, just a, he's a backup quarterback. But on that day and on that afternoon, there was something special. There was magic. And who can forget how the New York media that had named Mike White the next Tom Brady quickly called for his roster spot, not even... A year later, Aimee Udoka is more faithful than the New York media. And now Cincinnati comes back, winless, trying to not remember their 2021 Super Bowl run as we remember Mike White. And the only thing standing in their way of writing that ship is the same pesky Jets who hung them up last year. There's got to be some PTSD there. There's no way there isn't. You can't have that kind of selective amnesia about that kind of situation. All those Bengals players, they all recall it. CJ Uzama's probably in the Jets locker room telling them about how the Bengals felt after that game. I bet that their game plan going into this thing is, hey, let's not hit Joe. Help him up, dust him off, nobody pick him off, drop his INTs, because the last thing we want to see is Mike effing White. But this game has storylines with former players, Carl Lawson, I mentioned CJ, the legendary one-hit wonders in Mike White, and of course, the weight of an early NFL season slide for the, for the Cincinnati Bengals. Many thought it would be the Bengals 2-0, the Jets 0-2, and here we are. All I know is this, that Mike White might not have been the QB of our hopes and dreams. We might have got that one wrong. But you can point to that day in that moment as to why this past sunday happened and it went down the way that it did we learned about this team last year it was a rough year ups and downs more downs than ups Um, it was like a roller coaster at a bad fair right against this Bengals team in this very situation last year in this very stadium we learned about this team that they don't roll over they fight till the end And they believe in each other, no matter who it is. Next guy up. We've seen that with Joe Flacco this year. We learned last year in this very Bengals game that we can create that type of magic that so often happens against us. And we can win those games. And I don't believe without that belief from last year in that game that we win this past Sunday. I don't. And that same magic that created Mike White and had a fan base going into a Lin Sanity moment. That'll be in the building this Sunday. No lamps, no no genies, no potions, just receipts. And that's what we got talking about tonight, everybody. It's a big game, right? Who would have thought the New York Jets one and one have a chance to be above five hundred in something not called the preseason? I'm, I'm ecstatic for this opportunity because on paper, who who can really think that the New York Jets have a chance, right? I mean, great point here by Stan Pats, right? Plus six and a half at home is wildly disrespectful. The New York Jets coming into this game on paper have had a better start to the season, but I also don't want to become too much of a homer in that stretch because the Bengals, the Bengals for, for what it's worth, have looked maybe a little better than the New York Jets have looked at times. And the Jets, albeit for not a saving two minutes, offensively have really struggled to score. So I don't want to make this seem like I'm the New York Jets hype man uh, because I do truly believe that that there's been some shortcomings this year that were, you know, that we've quickly forgotten because of how last week ended. So let's just get that out in the open. However, when we look into this game, I mean, there's some stats that are pretty telling about last week. One is Joe Flacco, back-to-back, th- exactly 307-yard games. I mentioned that Mike White's a one-hit wonder. How about that? How many, how many times can you hit 307 right on the dot? But Flacco, back-to-back, 300-yard games, his career average is like 232. And that typically goes down as you get older. So he's having an incredible start to the season. Garrett Wilson, who arrived in the scene, we had a big show Monday. We had an emergency Jets win episode, which tells you about my life as a Jets fan. When a week two win against the Browns is like one of the highlights of my life. Um, But we had an emergency episode. We talked in length about Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson last week, five of his eight receptions, one of the two touchdowns. They all had a five-plus yards of cushion, which means he was wide open. And if you watch the film again, I watched the game twice this this week. Um, one, just as a fan, I wasn't looking for stuff. just wanted to, to kind of relive the moment. The second one, I was looking for stuff. And when you watch the game again, it wasn't because the Browns defense was playing bad. Garrett Wilson's route running was just tactile. He was a technician out there. I, told, I, said on, I said on Monday, he reminds me a lot of Stephon Diggs and how he runs routes. If he could ever get to Stefan Diggs' level, I would be more than happy. But his route running was leaving cornerbacks five-plus yards away. The Mike LaFleur offense was doing a better job of getting guys open. There was still some interesting choices by Mike. But Garrett's ability to get open, it's not like that's going to change week to week. He's a great route runner. That's why. That's what makes the great wideouts great week to week. So that's in play. And the other thing that we saw this past Sunday um, that I found interesting was in the Bengals game, so not even in the Jets game. The Cowboys held the Bengals to less than three yards per rush with a light box. When I saw that stat, I was stunned. And maybe this is the blueprint especially for a guy like Robert Sala who plays more of a light box, kind of a zone defense. The Cowboys were able to frustrate Cincinnati last week because they didn't have to send extra guys to stop the run and they were still doing it. Something's going on with Joe Mixon, um, but they were able to stop the Cincinnati Bengals run game, even getting off the ground with a light box, which then allows them to really focus on those crossing routes and on Jamar Chase and getting to Joe Burrow with a four man. I want to take a look at a couple of clips from the Cincinnati Bengals. You're going to notice here Cincinnati Bengals here. It's a four-man rush. Micah, Micah Parsons literally just ran a straight line into Joe Burrow's face. Here's another, here's another look. Really wide speed rush, four-man rush. Bengals are in pass protection. There's a couple open guys, but Joe Burrow had to avert his eyes from downfield to focus on the pass rush that was already in there in less than two and a half seconds. Here's another look. Five wide, not leaving a lot to protect Joe, and they do a good job of picking this one up. Joe Burrow is looking for the hitch, and he doesn't have time. When his eyes go to the left, see the hitch, he's already got a guy in his face. Here's another chance. This time, they go into a max protect. They don't just spread them out five wide. And Joe Burrow got just enough time to get that extra second. And all of a sudden, Jamar Chase is down the field and you have problems. It just shows you the the, the Jekyll and Hyde of the Cincinnati Bengals offense. If they can get that extra second, you're, you're, you're done. It's dangerous. You look down the field, it's dangerous. But Joe Burrow in that game against the Dallas Cowboys didn't have a prayer. And for most of the game against Cincinnati, He didn't have a chance every time he backed up and the Bengals kept putting him in five wide sets because that's the Bengals strength. They put him in five wide sets and you would think I said it on the show. Maybe that's how the Jets can limit the amount of hits Flacco was taking against the Ravens was put him into a five wide, get the ball out of his hands earlier. That's one way to stop a pass rush. The problem with that is if that those four guys are getting to him, you still have seven guys dropping back into coverage, watching crossing routes. It's going to take you a half a second to a second more to try to read what, where the holes are in that defense. And in that time, the Bengals' offensive line has been letting guys get to Joe Burrow. We saw Micah, Micah Parsons is a freak, TJ Watt's a freak, and those two guys are wreaking havoc. What we have Sunday is the Jets have nobody I don't believe to the Micah Parsons and to the TJ Watt level but they got six, seven guys that they rotate in on that D-line that are really capable of getting to the guy quickly. Uh, Carl Lawson, right? Franklin Myers, hopefully he's healthy enough to go Sunday. Okay, Michael Clemens, Quinton Williams, Sheldon Rankin, these are all guys that can put pressure on the quarterback. Where it gets a little interesting is that the New York Jets, we have said that the pass rush is going to be their strength this year, and this year has not been. Right. So, I mean, Burrow hasn't gotten any help from the Bengals O-line. We, we know that. It's a league-high 13 sacks. So you would think there's the chance for the New York Jets in this game. He's facing a New York defense, though, that has 24 quarterback pressures. So about 12 a game. Nine quarterback hits. About four and a half, five a game. In three sacks. That's the number. You would think on paper, three sacks, man, they're not getting the job done. Right. They only got three. They only got three but you watch the jets games and it's the quarterback pressures because the way that the way that Robert Sala's defense works is if you can hurry the quarterback um, you can, you can get them to throw to some of those flats and then rally towards the ball instead of looking down the field, which is what we're going to see a lot of in this game against Cincinnati. And I agree with big Billy uh, game is a game is a really a must win for Cincinnati. If the jets lose this game, I mean, Christ, we're expecting to lose the game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's week three of the NFL season. Uh, I don't think I've gone into a week three of the NFL season in my life expecting to expecting to win. Um, so this is gravy if the Jets pull this thing off. If the Jets are two and one after three games with Zach potentially coming back in week four, I I'm beside myself. I'll take that ten out of ten times. Cincinnati Bengals if they're zero and three. In this current playoff format, when they've, when they've even expanded to the seventh playoff team, uh, no team 0-3 has, has made the playoffs. So the Bengals will be looking into a pretty big hole, albeit in a pretty winnable division even at 0-3. Uh, but there's a lot going on in this game that, on paper, looks like it favors Cincinnati. I did this against Cleveland too, where I just somehow talked myself into the Jets win, but this one, and this one, I honestly see some holes. I see some holes that the the Bengals could explode in this game, especially if you're not getting to the quarterback or the way that the Jets play, play coverage, um, looking to kind of bend, but don't break rally towards the ball. Yeah, I can see that getting out of hand if we're not getting to Joe Burrow, but I could also see the blueprint that has been laid out the first two games of the season, working again Sunday. And I could see it happening where the jets are getting pressure on Joe Burrow. He's not having a chance to look down the field. He's making some mistakes. He's turnover prone this year. He's always really been a little turnover prone. He's a, he's just a gunslinger and that's what he is. And I'll take Joe Burrow any day of the week. I'll take Joe Burrow. And the, in the jets face the toughest tests against a solid Bengals defense that has kept Cincinnati in games while the offense has struggled. People overlook that Cincinnati defense. The offense has not been great this year, and that defense has has lived up. They've kept the Bengals in games. And the Cincinnati offense revolves around Joe Burrow, so the Jets' focus is going to be on: Can we get pressure to Joe? Can we disrupt his get? Can we disrupt his vision? Make him move um, and get to the quarterback. And even if we're not getting sacks, getting to the quarterback is going to be the key. Real quick, my three keys to the game, my sauce, bold predictions, and then we're going to debut a new segment, um, is going to be a big one. And also, great point, Cincinnati's got a game Thursday too. So they lose this one, you got a game Miami team Thursday night. Um, could be a little of a look ahead, could be a trap. Hard to say that when you're 0-2, um, but you know teams don't always get up to play the Jets. So we're going to see what happens in here. Um, real quick, my three keys to the game, I've mentioned it uh, a couple times, but stopping the rush with a light box, I think is going to be key. Um, if you don't if you can do what the Cowboys did, which is limit Joe Mixon to allow more of a more of a more of like a predictable play calling for the Cincinnati Bengals and really tee off on Joe and pin your ears back, that could be a problem for Cincinnati. Utilizing the running backs in the passing game. in this very game last year, although it was a different quarterback, Michael Carter and Ty Johnson, were animals. Michael Carter had well over a hundred all purpose yards and he was catching all the short passes and against this type of Cincinnati defense, which their pass rush is very, they, they really come at you hard on the edges, allow you to step up into the pocket, but they also can be prone to the screen game. We saw that against the jets um, for the, for the Cleveland Browns, the jets took a while to adjust to that. They finally did in the four in that fourth quarter. But when you're so gung ho on getting to the quarterback, you sometimes, don't do a very good job of containing that screen game. And that's what killed Cincinnati last year. Mike White, a lot of his yards came from the short intermediate passing game. So look for Flacco and Michael Florida. See if that well is still wet. Uh, And then we have getting to Burrow with initial pressure. I showed you some of that film from that Cowboys game um, to make him take his his eyes off a downfield. The more times you can get him to take his eyes off of Jamar Chase, uh, the better because you definitely don't want him looking at Jamar Chase. So let's take a look here at my sauce bold predictions. Let's, let's go ahead and take a look. I was pretty close last week. I was talking all week about uh, that. The jets were going to get a big special teams play. I said Braxton Berrios, you know, kickoff return and ended up being an onside kick who knew. Uh, but I actually, I nailed some of the other ones the last couple of weeks had the Ravens going below, below one, 100 yards. Uh, we had bright. We had the whole Brees hall breakout game last week. So this week, week three, I like Carl Lawson to get two plus sacks in this game. I think Carl Lawson is going to be motivated. He's going to be hungry um, against his former team. And this is that contract game. You know, when a guy gets that big deal and he hasn't had the big game yet, then all of a sudden he just explodes. I think this is that week for Carl Lawson. Elijah Moore, 100 plus reception yards. I think this could happen. I mean, he was, you watched the film from last week. Garrett Wilson got 14 targets. And as I mentioned earlier, he was more than five yards open on five of the eight. Elijah Moore was maybe 10 yards open on almost every single one of Garrett Wilson's targets. You watch the other side of the field and you see Elijah Moore and he's just as open. Elijah Moore is another one who takes his route running very seriously. And I could see teams maybe directing more uh, more attention to Garrett Wilson You know, they could do the, hey, rookie, prove it again mode, but I think they're going to direct more attention towards Wilson, and Elijah Moore could be be the benefit of that. Um, And then Gardner gets his first INT. You know, I like Garrett Wilson last week, you know, playing against Ohio, playing in the state of Ohio. He's back home. He has a big game. I like Ahmad Gardner against Cincinnati. He went to Cincinnati, man. I like Ahmad Gardner against Cincinnati. Um, He's going to get a lot of Jamar Chase time. And we know one thing about Joe Burrow. He's a gunslinger. He's prone to the INT. He's going to try to squeeze it into his guy. I think Ahmad Gardner might get a pick this weekend. So look for that to happen as well. Um, and before we get to the Jets bets, we have one more uh, big, big, key, big key to this game. And that's the all gas gamer. Um, it's Carl Lawson, man. I already mentioned it. I think this is that contract game that we were just talking about uh, where He's he has yet to have – I mean, he's only played three games or two games under the New York Jets jersey. But this, I think, is the one where we really go, that's why we got Carl. And against his former team, he's used to going up against some of these guys, albeit a couple of tackles new. He's used to this team. He's, he knows the offense. I think he's going to be a monster jumping that snap count and trying to get to Joe. And Joe's a bit of a statue back there. You know, he, 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 he can move, but I, I really think Carl's going to have a game. And that's going to dictate whether the Jets win or lose this game. That pass rush is going to be key. All right. Well, it's time for a new segment. We're going to debut here. If you don't watch EMQ bets, by the way, then he, what are you doing? uh those guys are literally giving you free money it's on our channel it's on the youtube page it's on our it's on our twitter on uh, the every morning quarterback at emq podcast emq bets it's on monday nights It's on thursday nights before the big games these guys are winning you money yesterday i literally texted one of the guys and said throw me on um i'm riding your guys hot hot hand here and paid off you know so i thought why don't when we have the jets games let's do this right? Let's pump EMQ bets. Let's do a little thing I like to call Jets bets, baby. So the Jets bets here are going to be just so not, I'm not looking at Cincinnati Bengals in this game. I'm telling you which Jets player props to take, what to take on the over under, and then who's going to win this game. So the Jets bets for this one. All right, we got some key stats here. So you could make the argument that New York's final score to Baltimore in week one was a little bit deceiving, even though it looked like a blowout because the Jets were unable to turn pretty big yardage numbers into points. They had a couple of key mistakes, a drop touchdown, a short, two short fields for you know, Baltimore. Uh, and they've won 10 of their last 11 home games against the Cincinnati Bengals, including last season with the Mike F. and White game. New York has also covered the spread in four of its last six games and is poised, I think, to cover again Sunday. So one thing I think you should be taking a look at uh, is take the Jets plus six and a half. Um, it's, it looks like it has moved to six, but if it's still sitting at six and a half or six, take the Jets. So I like the Jets plus six and a half um, or six. I like them to get that number. I think this is gonna be a, a close game, 3.4 point finish. So I really like that. The next one that's pretty interesting, I'm, I was thinking all week, over-unders at 44 and a half. I'm thinking all week hammer the over. We saw what happened last year. This game turned into a shootout. Then I read a little more into it. The last seven games for the Cincinnati Bengals, dating back even to, just to, to last season, the two this season, seven and zero in the under. Seven and zero in the under. I'm not one to mess with history, man. I'm going under on this game. So give me under 44 and a half. Jets plus six and a half. So I like the under in this game. I could see that score being something more 23-17-ish, 23-20, to keep us under that 44-and-a-half. So we're going under. We're going with the numbers. We're going under. Jets plus six. Uh, and then my last one for the main bets is the guys in EMQ bets, baby. They love to do the first touchdown. Um, it's just a fun one. And I think this is going to be a game, and I'll get into this a little later with my other bets, is going to feature – we see Brees Hall creeping a little more and more into the target share. Last week was kind of a Brees Hall coming out party. They saw the skill level that this guy has, and I think they're going to look for him early in this game. And I mentioned to you the running backs killed the Bengals last year in this very Jets game in that Michael LaFleur offense, and I think it's going to happen again. So you could go Michael Carter here, You could, but I really like the odds a little bit higher on Brees Hall. Um, You get, you get, I mean, it's literally a a toss up B it's literally a toss up between Michael Carter and Brees Hall. Um, So I went with Brees Hall because you get an extra 600 um, on his odds. So I went with Brees Hall uh, plus 1800 to score the first touchdown. So we got Brees Hall first touchdown. We got jets plus six and a half. um, And I like the under on 44 and a half. So then we're going to have some fun here. Three quick player props. I like, I mentioned Brees Hall. His over under for total yards, rushing and receiving is sitting at 47 and a half. Love that. Go over the Brees Hall yards. This, this was a game. Michael Carter had like 170 yards last year. This is a game I think you're going to see more of a split and he, so cut that number in half. He's over it. Uh, I really think Brees Hall could have like a, 40 to 50 yards just at rushing, maybe another 20, 30 and like receiving. 47 and a half is too low for me. Bryce Hall over 47 and a half yards. Um, another one I found interesting is after Garrett Wilson had a target monster share of 14 targets against the Cleveland Browns, his over under four total receptions is at four and a half. I like the over on Garrett Wilson's four and a half receptions. He might have five in just the first half. You know is gonna like to look down the field in that intermediate zone. And I just mentioned how open Garrett Wilson was in the last game. If he mean, if he gets open by five plus yards, Flacco's gonna have a chance to find him. He's only got to do that five times you to win that bet. So Garrett Wilson over four and a half receptions. And my last one is a fun one. You're looking at the any anytime touchdown scores. There's some long odd guys that I think on because the the Jets, the Bengals have some guys like, you know, the CJ Uzamas, the Conklin's, you know, guys like that that are lower that on maybe on the the target list that could sneak one in. There's a guy that was heavily involved in the New York Jets offense last year, which they started to get him more involved last week with some wide receiver handoffs, um, some quick screens. Mike LaFleur, man, he likes to show you some things and then expand on it the next week. And in this game last year, this guy was big. So at home, he's infinitely better. It always seems, has a big game at home. Braxton Berrios, give me Braxton Berrios plus 750. Um, if you're giving me Berrios with almost 1,000 odds to score anything, I'm taking it because he always, he always has a moment and uh, that you could see him getting open court towards the goal line, a handoff, a quick shovel screen, a quick tunnel pass. Berrios plus 750, anytime touchdown. So give me that one as well. So those are your Jets bets uh, for this weekend's game. I mentioned kind of what I like in this one. I like the Jets to cover that. I talked myself into the Jets win last week, and I'm glad I did. Uh, you know I can't go against the Jets. I mean, come on now. What? This is Friday night flight. This isn't Friday night jungle. Uh, so I'm going to go with the New York Jets to win this game. I already gave you kind of a score that I like with the 23-17 area. Um, I'll bump the Bengals one more. I'll, I'll go 23-20, 23-20 Jets, keeps it under, they cover, they they, they get that 6.5, and, um, and they're going to have a, another victory here, and I think that sends the Bengals into a really interesting must-win Thursday against Tua and the boys. Um, so that's what I like coming here, Cincinnati Bengals, New York Jets. Drop in the comments section, obviously post, post this show, um, and on our Twitter, what you like, we'll be putting up a poll um, right after this show about what people like to see. Whether it's Jets plus seven getting blown out, winning this game in Cincinnati by a lot, or whatever it is. Um, so, last but not least, before we log it off here, is our annual stealth spotlight. So this week, we're featuring an absolute legend, Bruce Harper. Not many Jets fans are keen on Bruce Harper, or know. You know, some of the younger guys don't really know maybe who Bruce Harper is. Definitely, guys that you know lived through the seventies, eighties, they know who Bruce Harper is. But study some Jets history, and break, Bruce Harper is the all-time kick returner in New York Jets history. He's got over 5,400 yards in just kickoff returns. He also was the punt returner, um, and he totaled over 1,800 punt return yards, and, he's, he, and he's, he's even got a couple scores. He also played running back, but he's way more known for being the most prolific, next to probably Leon Leon Washington is the most prolific kick returner and punt returner in New York Jets history. Um, he also fun little fact Harper's 42 Jersey, um, is the one that is worn by diehard jets fan fireman at, so it's the Bruce Harper Jersey. So fun little, fun little fact by that dolphins fan fireman at, um, so that is what we got tonight for the Friday night flight. It was a, it was more of a Cincinnati Bengals preview tonight than uh, any, some of, uh, any more of our fun stuff, but just we're all business now. All right. We're one and one. We got to win. We don't have time to be playing New York Minute. We got to be talking about how we're going to be racking up W's and keeping those receipts for our coach. All right. We got to be doing this every single week. So, coming up on the Every Morning Quarterback channel, you guys got to check what we got going on. The weekly lineup is starting to really heat up. So, you got directly after my show tomorrow is the whole crew, the EMQ crew coming in every morning quarterback, Saturdays. Check it out. Follow us at EMQ Podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel for more of all of our shows. Sunday morning, you get some more betting. You get the Sunday slate with Casey Proctor and Alex Ayers. You get the Sunday slate, Sunday morning, um, getting you ready for the games that are going to be happening. Uh, and then you get to Monday. And on Monday, everyone be sure to check out EMQ bets. I have them up already. It's free money. Watch EMQ bets before Monday night football. And after Monday night football, check out late, late night Niners, part of the brand. Um, Zach does an incredible job with that with that show dude did like an hour uh, just a monologue on the 49ers Twitter which thankfully the Jets Twitter is not as toxic so I appreciate y'all for that you guys are hilarious then we got it then we flip it and we got Tuesday we got EMQU. my man Nick is bringing the heat with some college stuff Uh, on Wednesday we got Pat Sink the Patriot guys Eh, you know I'm not a Patriots guy but man those guys do phenomenal phenomenal stuff they also support us. Uh, When we're going to go head to head, um, you might even see me on that show, picking the jets by 30 Um, on Thursdays. You got more EMQ bets um, happening before Thursday night football. And then we loop back to me Friday night flight. So a lot of stuff to happen uh, on the every morning quarterback brand stuff's building and Friday night flight, the jets fans, the excitement is happening this year. Sunday's win was magical. I mentioned it's a top 10 moment for me as a fan in the last 10 years, which says a lot about my life as a jets fan. Um, but it also, man, you got to learn to appreciate those regular season wins. Um, it's not always about, you know, the playoffs and those kind of wins. You got to remember, you got to stash some of those moments. Cause that what happened in week two Sunday, that's history, man. That's going to stick with us. And the only way to, you know, bump that Cleveland game down in my mind, let's do it again Sunday. Let's make, let's make some more history, Cincinnati. Let's go baby. Cause you, Cincinnati thinks they rule the jungle. They think that they're in that they're in the clear, they're out of the trees, just because they're not going to see they're not going to see Mike F and White, yeah. But you forgot it's Joe F and Cool, baby. So tune in Sunday. I like the Jets, I like the Jets every week, especially this Sunday. Uh, let's get it, boys. One more win, we're above five hundred for the first time in sep- in September. I think since Earth Wind and Fire made a song about it. So tune in to the Jets game Sunday, CBS. Follow us at fnf underscore Jets for more Friday Night Flight. Uh, and be on the lookout for all sorts of fun graphical stuff coming here. And check out the new poster, download it all, follow us, uh, and check out the game. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 baby. Thanks for taking flight.